welcome to Shedding Light Hunting Stories Podcast, the podcast dedicated to the average Joe and their fantastic hunting stories. I'm your host, Travis Williams. You're listening to episode 108. Well, I was wrong about those browns. You know, I uh, if you listen to that previous episode there, I was definitely wrong about who made it to the Super Bowl and all that stuff. I'm recording this one the week before the Super Bowl, so I don't know who wins the Super Bowl. But if I was a betting man, I can't bet against Tom Brady. I, I'm going to go Tampa Bay. So we'll see how this how this see if this ages well. <laughs> Guys, I really appreciate you uh, you know coming back for another episode. If it's your first one, I'm sure you've already left, and I'm just grateful those of you that have decided to stick around today will not disappoint. In fact, today I want to ask you a question: If you were to pay tribute to one hunter who is no longer with us, who would that be? Um, you know, usually on this show, it's all about the guests, and it's definitely going to be about our guests today, but I want to let you have an opportunity. If there is a person that you'd like to pay tribute to that has got you into hunting, that has inspired you in some way as a hunter or just as a uh, person, uh, feel free to leave a comment below. Um, if you want to leave a comment, this will be on Facebook, this will be on Instagram, and if you want to leave a comment below, um, just drop that. I'd love to kind of know, you know, who would you like to pay tribute to that's got you into hunting, because that's kind of what this episode is about. This is a really cool episode. Way back, if you remember in 2019 when this podcast started on episode two, we had a young man on named Ben Rival. And Ben had just had a great year. And back then we were kind of doing the theme of first deer. And Ben came on and told the story of his first deer and also the buck that he was able to get in 2018. And it's a great story. I encourage you to go back and listen to that. Ben, however, reached out to me and told me about how this past year was a little bit different. Uh, it wasn't giant antlers. It wasn't um, rutting crazy activity. It was a, a hunt that just meant a lot to him given uh, the circumstances going on in his life. This is a interview that's basically, to me, it's a tribute. It's a tribute to Ben's dad. And Ben does such a great job telling this story and kind of how everything unfolds and... Um, I'm just grateful for him reaching out, wanting to tell this story, and I know that you guys are going to enjoy that. So leave your tribute below in the comments, um, and I would really appreciate it, and I'd love to hear hear that. Guys, if you'd ever like to come on this show, send an email over to sheddinglightod at gmail.com. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. Remember to leave a review, rating. Be sure to share it with your friends. Also check out YouTube. We've got plenty of great videos coming out that have just been released and all of those things that we're still working on at Shedding Light Outdoors. That's the end of my plug. Guys, I am excited to have Ben Rival back on the show. Here's Ben. All right, guys. If you go way back to the beginning, episode number two, uh, I had a guest on, and he joins me again tonight. I'm so excited to have Ben Rival back on. Ben, how are you, sir? I'm great. How's it going, Travis? Oh, doing great. Just uh, having a great evening and just enjoying uh, the, the snow. We got a lot here. I'm guessing you had some out there in Illinois? We've got quite a bit. We just got another seven inches the other day, and that's more than enough right now. Wow. Yeah, we only got like two, so it wasn't. It's it's just getting cold. I know next week I'm supposed to be skiing, and it's going to be about like ten degrees. So, uh, we're we get that polar vortex coming in. I think Sunday we're supposed to have like negative forty wind chills. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's going to be fun. A lot of staying inside this weekend. Yeah, exactly. It's, I'm just glad that it kind of hit after most people's, you know, uh, deer season. Cause I don't think I'd want to be out in that. Uh, no, I've done that before and I don't really want to do it again. 
Yeah. Well, Ben, uh, for the guys that weren't able to listen to that the first time that you were on, I just want to say thanks for coming back. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself um, and, and what you do there in Illinois. So I'm 25 years old. I'm a elementary special education teacher. Uh, I coach basketball, coach baseball. I officiate basketball and baseball as well. Uh, I'm a diehard duck hunter, deer hunter. I love to fish and really anything outdoors. If I can be outdoors, I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. Have you done any duck hunting yet this year? I did some, it was kind of a slow year. The weather was real weird this year. It was cold early, got warm. I mean, I shot a few ducks on the river here early and then went up to La Crosse, Wisconsin and got a nice real pretty double curl green head up there. And that was about the extent of my duck hunting this year. Gotcha. Uh, that's cool. It's something I want to do. Never have gotten into, and I'm. I think I want to keep a happy wife at home. So if if I can, <laughs> I, I just I just can't. I'm, I'm avoiding that like I avoid cocaine. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's, duck hunting is addictive because it's yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Well, uh, I'm not going to spoil episode two. I will just say uh, you you had some success, I believe. It was 2019. You talked about your 2018 buck. Um, and talk about your first deer. It's a great episode. I encourage you guys to go back and listen to that one. But tell us a little bit about how the rest of 2019 played out and kind of bring us through to this year. So 2019, well, I apologize for my dog. No problem. So 2019, in early season, I shot a real beautiful doe. And uh, after that, it kind of slowed down. And, and then the rut came along and I did have a shot at a really beautiful buck that had a dagger coming out of the middle of his forehead. Oh, wow. And uh, I had him at 20 yards, and I let the arrow fly, and then I saw my lighted knock turn sideways in the air. Oh, no. And uh, so I ended up hitting a twig in the air and skinning the belly of the buck, but he ended up living. So okay. that's the only positive out of that. He wasn't fatally wounded. So that's the highlight of my 2019 season there was no no harvest after that wait a second um, hold on ben I've, I've been watching instagram and facebook people kill deer every single year i you you, you got to be kidding me right uh yeah well i'm not one of those people me neither <laughs> you, know, you know no it's not it's not as easy as some people make it look yeah no man that's i've had a lot of those years too and i think people listen to this sometimes we feel like we're the only ones but it's I mean, it's not, things don't always play out the way you want them to. No, I, I mean, I'm just a normal guy hunting a small tract of land. Mm. So 2019 didn't quite pan out. So how did, how did you change tactics for this past year? Um, well, what, the one thing I changed the most was I'm usually a trail cam addict. And this mm -hmm. year I just stayed out of the woods. That was my main goal this year was to just have as little intrusion in the woods as possible. Mm. and uh it paid off early and then the crops stayed up a little longer than i wanted them to in yeah. a couple spots i think i kind of i kind of burned and that's and that's completely my fault i got a little greedy early season because the weather was good mm. yeah so, yeah the weather really was um i don't know about illinois but out here we had so many cold fronts like that usually in october i'm kind of just going here and there but it seemed like in October, we just had some really good weather. Like it was like too good to not be in the woods several times. Was that, was that your I mean, case? That was exactly my thought process was we got a cold front coming on a Friday. Me being a teacher, Friday, I'm loving it. So I can hunt Friday night, Saturday, Sunday. 
And I think I just kind of burned up my small spots a little too early because mm. I mean, the weather was perfect. You think the deer would be moving and yeah. they just weren't. Mm. So your season comes in uh, sometime around October, right? Yeah, we start October 1st. Okay, October 1st. So kind of kind of bring us through this year, Ben. Um, I know, I, I know, I think I know partly how it ends a little bit, but I don't know the whole story. So 2020, October, kind of bring us through October, November, and how this all played out for your season. So uh, I've got two, two permanent stands out at one spot that I hunt, and it's the spot I kind of grew up hunting with my dad where I shot my first deer back on episode two that I talked about. And, uh, so we finally have the place to ourselves now. And I, my dad's tree stand is out there. It's a ladder stand. It's in arguably the best spot out there. And I, I wanted to stay out of that spot just because I was saving that for opening day of gun season. So I could tip my dad's tree stand just like he would have. And, uh, but then it just, I just didn't see many deer out there. So I sat out there October 2nd. It was my mom's birthday. I wanted to hunt out there because uh, I was currently quarantined at the time. So I was able to go hunting. So I couldn't be with my mom, and uh, which it was quite convenient, actually. Yeah. And uh, But I was out there, saw a few deer. I saw nine coyotes coming down a trail in front of me, which did not make me happy as a deer hunter. Yeah. That's but a lot. that was good. That was good. October is just slower than slow. Um, I sat opening day at uh, probably my number two farm place. I shot my 2018 buck and uh, it was, it was there opening day, which I hadn't been since my birthday, which I squirrel hunt that every year with my dad. So I, I hadn't touched it since Christmas Eve, the previous year of 2019. And uh, opening day was out there. I saw 12 deer, which is the most deer I've ever seen in one set out there. Hmm. Probably, probably in five years out there. And I had three bucks at 10 yards. I was full draw on one buck on opening day. And I couldn't get myself to pull the trigger. Hmm. I, I just decided not to do it. Hmm. Uh, after that, October just... I just didn't see many deer. I didn't even have a chance to shoot a doe, which was really weird. I was, I was doe hunting early October, probably the whole month of October. I'd say I was doe hunting until November came around and I never saw a buck over two years old. Hmm. It was a strange season. Yeah. And now you're primarily a bow hunter, right? Yeah. I, I only bow hunt. I did end up buying a muzzleloader this year just to kind of increase my odds because I needed some meat. But, uh, yeah, I, I bow hunt strictly. I bow hunt during the Illinois gun seasons. We can bow hunt now during gun season with a valid firearm tag. Okay, cool. So yeah, October didn't cool. quite go the way that you, you planned on it. So, um, were you ha- able to find any success in October or did it, did you have to wait till the right I, November? I, well, I did shoot a coyote with my bow in October. It, I did shoot a black coyote. Oh, wow. Uh, which is pretty cool. It was real cool. There's a picture on my Instagram. I can send it to you. Yeah. I'd love um, to see that. Yeah. And then November, I didn't let an arrow fly. December, I didn't let an arrow fly. It was, it was just a really odd season. I never had deer close. I'd see some deer. They were real spooky this year. I don't know what it was. Um, 
And so I just kind of stayed out of the woods till late season. I didn't hunt. So our second gun season was uh, the first Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday in December. I hunted that. My uncle shot a doe out of my dad's tree stand and then kind of burned up the property from after that. It's 10 acres back there, kind of burned that up. And then I kind of lost, I kind of lost my motivation to hunt for a little while. So I picked up that muzzle loader, kind of gave me some hope again. And uh, I got out there on January 16th, which is my father's birthday. My dad turned 53 that day. And it was the second to the last day of the season. I didn't have much hope going into it. Usually late season out there is pretty tough hunting. Uh, there was corn this year. So that, that kind of gave me a little bit of hope uh, that there was corn all the way around us. And sitting in my dad's tree stand with my new muzzleloader, just sighted in a few days before. And I'm sitting there just kind of singing my woes and not seeing any deer. And then it got to be the last half hour of light. And I look up and the deer just kind of start funneling out of the neighbor's property. Hmm. And I see one. I, I was so afraid I was going to shoot a shed buck. So I was studying this. And it was a big body deer. I'm studying this deer like crazy for about. 20 minutes and uh, the fawn started coming over and I was going to take the first deer I could get a shot at if it wasn't a button buck. Now Ben, can I ask you a question? You're in Absolutely. your, you're in your dad's stand. Now you had, you, this is the first time you've hunted that all year. It was. Or the second. Probably, probably the third time. I oh, third. Okay. Stand. Yeah. <clears throat> now is this the stand? Um, I'm going to go back to episode two. Is this where you got your first deer or is this a different stand? This is a different stand. The stand that we had, uh, well, the tree that we had to stand in before that I shot my first deer is now dead. Oh, okay, so, gotcha. So that one's not uh, not safe. Okay, gotcha. So this is typically your your dad's stand. And so why had you saved it for kind of like this particular, this was your dad's birthday? It was, well, it just kind of worked out that way that my muzzle loader got, finally was able to get set up and and it's, it's a pretty special spot for me being that my dad passed away last year and that was his stand, his favorite stand. He hunted it all the time. He's had some good success out of it. And I was hopeful that my dad would be there with me that night, mm. bring me a little luck. And, uh, so I, I mean, I was still a little skeptical going into it, just being how my years went, right? not, not being real confident, but within the last five minutes of the night, uh, big doe presented me a shot at 80 yards and I dropped her. <laughs> and, uh, that was, it's probably my favorite deer I've ever harvested. It was, it was pretty special being on my dad's birthday, almost a year after my dad passed away out of his tree stand. I mean, that just shows you there's, there's someone looking down on you. Yeah. That's incredible, man. Wow. And it's, I mean, I've, I've shot some good deer. I've harvested plenty of deer with my bow. I've shot a lot of ducks and geese, shared a lot of time with my dad, but that's, that's probably one of my favorite hunting moments. And I, that's something I'm going to keep with me forever. Absolutely, man. I, I remember, you know, you talking about the buck that you were able to kill there a couple of years ago and he's a dandy buck, but you're saying that this doe <laughs> means more to you, right? Absolutely. I mean, you can't eat the antlers. I mean, I'm out there to shoot the biggest buck I can every year, but just the circumstances with this year and not being able to hunt with my dad and not having him with me and just mm. being able to sit in my dad's tree stand and kind of reflect on the time that we've had together out there and mm. just 
just think about what my dad would be doing in the woods right now and thinking what he's doing right now up in heaven. And <laughs> it, it, I mean, that's just got, that's, that's my favorite deer I've ever killed. Yeah. It's, that's incredibly special, man. I think all of us, we've had those moments where we've lost someone. Um, people listen to this know that I've lost my dad too. And that's, it's hard, you know, it's a hard thing, but the woods is still kind of, I don't know about you, but for me, <clears throat> kind of a healing in a way. Um, it's not the end all be all, but it definitely has a time to reflect and remember and just kind of, I don't know, something about being out there is definitely a pretty special thing. I think. It is. And yeah. When my dad was sick and we were going through all of that, I I had to sit down with our pastor from our church and I talked to her about how I kind of felt guilty about not going to church on Sundays during deer season sometimes just because I don't have a lot of time to hunt being a teacher. So I, I take full advantage of the time that I get. And, but I talked about how I, I feel like faith isn't, isn't tied to the church. It's not tied about being inside those walls, inside the, the pew. Inside, it's wherever you feel it the most and me being in a tree stand watching the world come to life when the sun rises that's where i feel everything the most and and being there with my dad there on the river watching the sunrise being in the woods with my dad learning everything that he taught me and that's where i feel it the most just watching everything come to life it's just me in god's god's country i just it's where everything to me is just so special Mm, that's good so Ben, tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about your dad. Tell us about what, not only your dad, but what you learned through this season with, with the challenges that you face and kind of how it all came together there at the end. What are some things that you learned through this and just what do you take away from it? So, I mean, I learned through just from the time I had with my dad there at the end of his life. Was, I mean, you just can't take anything for granted. You got you to gotta maximize the opportunity that you have with family and take the chance to do the things that you love with the people that you love. And, and this year, my approach was, I mean, I was looking forward to taking my dad turkey hunting this year on the way to my dad's last biopsy for, and so a little background, my dad had pancreatic cancer and we found out December 6th that he had a tumor. We didn't find out until uh, January, January 7th, I think it was that it was an extremely rare form of pancreatic cancer that they weren't going to be able to cure. Mm. And a month later, February 5th, which is coming up this Friday, my dad passed away. So just maximizing the opportunity that you have with family and friends and don't take anything for granted. I mean, that sounds cliche, but it's, it's the honest to God truth. Mm. Uh, Just love the ones that you keep by your side and don't let them go. And and so on, on our way to my dad's last biopsy, I, I'm like, hey, dad, I'm going to buy you a turkey tag. I want to get you a turkey this year. I just absolutely love turkey hunting. He never really did it. So, I mean, I, I know you're not supposed to keep anybody else's turkey tag with you. So I kept it in my truck when I was out there. I'm like, well, I want to keep my dad with me as much as I can. And boy, did, I mean, those birds kicked my butt last year. But, you know, just being, just being out there and just hoping that my dad was with me in some way out there that just meant more to me than anything Mm. watching the world come to life there spending time on the river this year. You know what? I learned a lot spending time on the river without my dad. I mean, I don't think I've ever been on the river where I live without my dad because we were hunting partners. We were fishing partners. We did everything. We did everything together. And uh, when I got stranded out there this year, boy, I learned a lot. (laughs) 
Yeah. When I was five miles up river and the motor wouldn't start. Yeah. You learn something. Yeah. You ever just feel like your dad's kind of looking down saying, uh, boy, uh, I just hear no, Benny, Benny, Benny. Yeah. <laughs> you but, know, I, th- I think about that too with my dad, uh, right after his funeral is this is not really hunting related but i'll tell a quick story i don't think i've ever told on here so my dad um he lived in woodsfield and i lived down in belprey it's about an hour and we would always argue over the best way to get get from his house to my house it was an hour drive any way you sliced it it was an hour but we always argued that i always said state route 145 that's the way to go and he always said no delzell ridge and i was like dad delzell ridge that is a terrible way to go it's loopy and you gotta go up over this giant hill well, it rained like crazy the day of his funeral. And on the way back, I was going 145 and I came to a spot where the water was so high across the road. I had to take a, a couple back roads. I didn't know where I was. I got lost. I just kept on running into water, kept zigzagging around. And I ended up on a ridge. You want to guess which one it was? Yep. <laughs> I ended up on Delzell Ridge where my dad yep. always took. And I just, I just look up and just smile. I thought, okay, all right, you smart aleck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you never think your dad knows everything until you find out that they do. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, so uh, turkey season kind of rolls around and you have those, those moments and those things. So Ben, last thoughts that you have kind of, you know, to wrap it all up. Um, what did you learn this year? What, what was the big takeaway? It's not about the kill. It's about just spending time outdoors. Mm. It's if you get something that day, it's a bonus. If, uh, if you can go outside and be with a friend and be with a family member out there hunting, doing what you love, just being outside in nature, that's what it's all about. That's the most important thing. And I learned to appreciate that this year. Yeah, I still got frustrated when, when my deer season wasn't going the way I wanted it to go. Right. But I just appreciated being able to do what I do as much as I do and, and, and having the land to do it on and gracious farmers that let me hunt the place that I do all by myself. And it's, it's just a blessing being, being what I've, what I've taught and doing what I do with the family that I have. I'm just truly blessed. That's what I've learned this year. Mm, That's good, man. I, I think it's so hard. We get so stuck. I mean, funerals and things like this, nobody likes to talk about any of that type of stuff. And I've, I'm pretty used to talking about it. It seems like, but it, it's reality. It's reality that life is not forever. It's, it's temporary. And we, we wish that we'd keep around people around forever. So, but unfortunately sometimes life gets in the way and we get so focused on other things. And sometimes we, we do forget that. So I really appreciate you reminding us to not take those relationships for granted, not let stuff get. So, I mean, in the big grand scheme of things is shooting a big buck. It's something that's important to us or shooting the best ducks or whatever, but really it's that family time. It's that time in the woods with people that we, we, you, you're never going to get that back and you wish you had that back. And that's such an important thing, you know, so don't take that for granted. I completely agree with that. Yeah. It's, and it's the truth. You just, everything you said there reiterated everything I said, and it's the truth. Yeah. So what's the plans for 2021? How is 2021 going to be better than 2020? you have any plans coming up? Any, uh, any hunts plan? What's what, what you got on the docket, Ben? Well, just Turkey season. Well, with, with the weird sports schedules here in Illinois now with, with COVID going on baseball season starting a little later. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to Turkey hunt as much as I, I planned on. I was hoping to go over to Indiana and try some little public and public land, uh, Turkey hunting, but I don't know if that's going to be in, 
in my cards this year, but I'd like to get up to Wisconsin and bow hunt this year. Maybe do some, do some uh, duck hunting in Kansas if I can. Mm. Yeah. That sounds like a lot of fun. I tell you, I've, I've looked into maybe going out of state over to West Virginia and turkey hunting because, but I, my brother and I had that conversation. And then I realized, you know what? Last year I didn't shoot a turkey in Ohio. So I think <laughs> I'm going to start there. I'm going to start in Ohio <laughs> and see if I can uh, get some redemption on those uh, thunder chickens this year. And then, then yeah. maybe I'll consider going out of state. Yeah, I should probably take that same approach because I didn't shoot one in Illinois. <laughs> you and I had very similar seasons last year, it sounds we like. We sure did. Oh, man. Well, Ben, I, uh, I can't thank you enough for reaching out. And I, I think your dad would be proud and um, smiling, telling those stories. And, um, you know, I think, I don't know, just something special about those kind of memories. And I think there's going to be some guys today that hear this and, and maybe they'll go out on a hunt with their dad. Maybe they haven't hunted with them in a while or, or something like that. You know, make the most of those opportunities. Yeah. I mean, at the very least, give your dad a phone call, check mm -hmm. up on him, see how he's doing, go to lunch, do something. Yeah. That's good. Well, Ben, I really appreciate you coming on the show and I hope that you have a, a great stay warm out there in Illinois and we'll, we'll catch up with you again soon. Okay. Thanks Travis. Appreciate you for having me on. It's been good to be on here again. Absolutely. We'll talk to you later. All right. Thank you. Yeah, bye. A lot of times in life, guys, we don't know exactly what's going on. We don't understand why people are, are taken from us. Sometimes it seems like it's too early or the timing. It's There's never good timing. And it's just hard. And I think Ben has experienced that. And I just want to extend my sympathy to him. And just was so, just so taken back by that story, how God just was doing something that night. He's in his dad's stand on his dad's birthday. And you can call it coincidence, but I'm going to go ahead and call it God. Something was going on there um, for that all to play out the way that it did. And I'm just tickled for him. And I think about the verse that Ben uh, has tattooed, that he got tattooed on his, uh, in his uh, arm. It's Hebrews 11.1. 1. It says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. It's a conviction of things not seen. That's such a weird verse, but it's that... I can't explain everything that God is doing. I wish I could, um, but I, I, I can't. I don't understand why um, my dad worked his whole life. He got to retire, and then God took him whenever he did, you know, and he didn't get to see some of his youngest grandchildren. Th like Things like that, that aches. It, it's, it's aggravating. It's, it's frustrating. But I tell you what, I've got this conviction in my heart of things unseen. There's something going on that I can't understand. I'm not going to sit here and say that there's a reason for everything or karma or any of those kind of things. It's so far beyond our vocabulary and the words that we attribute to these kind of things. What I will say is I believe that there is a God. I believe that he is good. I believe that he is in control. And I believe that my dad is with him. And I believe Ben's dad's with him too. Uh, maybe they just met up. <laughs> There are things unseen, and, and that's important. So this is the tribute ep episode. If if you have somebody that you'd like to pay tribute to, maybe you wouldn't want to come on the show and talk about that, but if you'd like to just drop a comment below on Facebook or on Instagram or wherever you listen, if there's a spot for comments, I would encourage you to do that. Who is somebody that got you into hunting or somebody that guided you through hunting or a hunting buddy or somebody that you would like to pay tribute to? I'd, I would strongly encourage you to go ahead and take this opportunity. I would love to hear this things from you guys and and remember um 
remember those people that have gone on before us. Guys, thank you for listening. Um, I really appreciate that. Thank you for following along, and, and I hope that you guys have a great, wonderful week. And as always, remember to shed the light.